back to another edition of Bavarian Podcast Works. This is Chuck Smith, and I am here to bring you the post-game show. Following yet another debacle for Germany, they lost a 2-0 decision to Colombia in a match that was thoroughly boring and highlighted just about everything that is wrong with Germany at the moment. Oh, if you're like me, you probably feel like you just wasted two hours of your time. It was not fun. It was not funny. There was no energy. It was a complete and utter disaster. And that's exactly how I would describe this international session. All three games, somehow a draw against Ukraine is the highlight of an international session. I sat here just a few days ago with I Need No Name, and we pondered the future of Hansi Flick. And I have always been an unabashed fan of Hansi Flick and have supported Flick through everything. And we did briefly discuss how another poor result could really start to turn the heat up on Flick. And unfortunately, I think he is going to start catching some heat. It's going to get very hot around him soon. Now, is it the right move at this point to look at a coach and start to think about sacking him just about a year ahead of the Euros? Can anyone come in and fix the issues that are going on? Or is this roster, this group of players, are they just so bad that this is, it just is what it is at this point? Those are all some things that we're going to talk about right now because it's thoroughly deflating right now. I don't know anyone that's happy. I can't imagine that if you're a Germany fan, you were anywhere near pleased with what you saw in any of these three games. But as we always do, let's take a look at the starting lineup. We'll go down through the scoring, which didn't include any German players. Uh, and then we will hit on some of those larger scale topics. In net, Hansi Flick went with Mark andre Terstegen. No shock there. Defensively, uh, Flick... He has used a couple of different combinations as we went through this break. Today, Marius Wolf, Malik Tia, Antonio Rudiger, Robin Gozens, Emery Chan, they were all in the mix there. We also saw Jamal Musiala, Leon Goretzka, Leroy Sané, Kai Havertz, and Ilkay Gundogan get the calls at their respective positions. An odd grouping there, certainly one that did not mesh well. I thought that the team looked like they had trouble assimilating with each other. It did not look like roles were fully understood and there was really no cohesion. There were brief moments where you might think there's going to be something that was going to break through, but there was not. It was ugly and it has continued to be ugly uh, to the point where Columbia walked in brash cocky knowing that they were going to win that game i mean that's the way i felt i I, it looked like columbia was fully confident that things were going to go their way and the fact that that's happening to germany in a home stadium it is just not anything that i foresaw happening with hansi flick at the helm of this team it has been A complete and utter disappointment, to say the least. But let's get to that scoring breakdown. I know I keep veering off course here because I'm so frustrated. But let's look at how things broke down here. Uh, Obviously, when the teams went into halftime at nil-nil, I don't know if anybody was optimistic at that point. I've certainly felt like this was going to be a game where Germany was giving up a goal. Like, you could feel it. For whatever reason... 
Colombia was the more confident and assertive team. Germany just looks like it's grasping at straws. They, they don't seem to have a feel for how to play together. And I don't know if they don't, don't understand the tactics and the ways Flick is deploying them. I don't know if they don't understand that the changing formations and the partnerships, it is not really, uh, in my mind, something that <laughs> looks good at this point. And I'm, like thoroughly, thoroughly disappointed in in how this is all shaking out. So we got through halftime. You go into the second half, and we saw Benjamin Heinrichs come in for Marius Wolf, which I am no Heinrichs fan by any means. Wolf had a really terrible first half in my mind. But anyway, it really doesn't matter who's playing back there at this point because inevitably someone's going to make a mistake and give up a goal. Uh, we did see... This is it's so tough. Uh, Colombia <laughs> breakthrough in the 54th minute with Luis Diaz. Uh, terrific header off an assist by Cordado. Uh, listen, that was a tremendous play. Uh, the pass was on point. Of course, the whole thing started with a dispossession of Emre Chan, but uh, Diaz just got a great piece of the ball. I mean, that, that was a picturesque play. So even for someone who was really irate about the whole situation, uh, I had to appreciate the brilliance of that play. And at one nil, it felt like the game was over. I, I can't even, I can't even hide it. So in the 66th minute, we saw Nicholas full come on for Emery Chan. At that point, it, again, didn't matter. You can try with full Uh I like full uh, I don't have a problem with bringing him in there by any means, because you, you needed a goal and, and he gives you probably your best chance at the moment, but didn't matter. Nothing was going to matter in this match. Um, you know, we, we got all the way up to the 79th minute and this is, that's funny how this worked out. Joshua Kimmich came on for Ilkay Gundogan. Julian Brandt came in for Kai Havertz. I, I didn't think Havertz was terrible. Honestly, uh, didn't think it was great. Uh, just, you know, he, he was okay. He had some moments, wasn't good enough, bottom line. Uh, but what we did see in the 82nd minute was Kimmich get called for a handball. And it was, you know, one of those ones where, I don't know how else to explain and accept that, you know, it was unfortunate, but at the same time, Kimmich's a veteran. Uh, he's got to know where he is on the field, letting his arm stray from his body as far as he did. It's unfortunate and it's a tough one. I don't know what he could have done to prevent it, but at the same time, like you're in the box and you can't, you can't afford to have your arms in those positions. Inevitably, Cuadrado, Drilled the PK 2-0 in the 82nd minute there, and that is how the game would end. There was absolutely no one, and I mean no one, that stood out for Germany. Usually in these matches, you can find something, some kind of redeeming quality, something good. One player that stood out, I couldn't even tell you one player who I said, that was an impressive effort. I thought Jamal Musiala was poor. I thought Okai Gunduan was poor. I just said Havertz at best was okay. I thought Leroy Sané at best. And I'm like stretching to get to okay here. Sané was okay. Goretzka was okay. Again, probably not good enough. Malik Tial, I thought, had some moments where he really struggled. Antonio Rudiger hustled his ass off. Yeah, I thought he was, listen, <laughs> if I had to pick a Meister of the match, it might have been him. I, I don't even know. Uh, he was still playing with some fire and some intensity when it looked like the rest of the team had really no pulse. Uh, Robin Guzzins is is a confounding player in so many ways because 
there are times he looks brilliant and there are other times he looks like he's just going to make boneheaded mistakes. So not a great effort from Germany, not a great coaching job by Hansi Flick. Where does it all go from here? What is the problem? Is it Hansi Flick? Is it that Flick can't put the right group together? Can he not identify the talent that's out there? Can he not come up with a strategy that fits the roster that he has? Is he just lost in grasping at straws? I think you could make a case for all of those. Flick has, by all accounts, become a very popular manager to this group. These players are supporting him. He's got the support of his bosses. This does seem like a situation where everybody thinks Flick is the right person that's involved in that organization. But coming off of this stretch of three games, like stretching and straining to get a draw against Ukraine, going out and losing to Poland, then just getting embarrassed by Colombia, it's terrible. It is terrible. And for someone who is as huge of a Flick fan as I am, this is disheartening on every level. I don't even know how to process it at this point because I don't think Flick can process it. And I guess I should say this. These are just friendlies, right? I mean, Flick probably had carte blanche to go out there and experiment, not just with his roster, not just with his formation, not just with his tactics, with everything. Flick probably had the okay with from his bosses to go out and say, listen, we are going to try some things. We are going to try some players. I need to know for the next 12 months, this stretch run heading into the Euros, what I have, who I can count on, who can step up. I don't know if he learned anything from these three matches other than who is absolutely atrocious because no one was good during this break. I think if you took the three games collectively outside of today's match against Colombia, where Kimmich came on and instantly gave up that PK, he was probably Germany's best player. Probably. I mean, I don't know how convincing he was, but I mean, that's it. I, I don't know if anybody else was really all that good. I, I mean, I had some hope for Havertz after the, the Ukraine game because I felt like he had come on and had a very positive impact. But we saw what has marred him throughout his career, and that's having these lapses where he disappears and where he can't get into the flow of the game. And then when that happens, he he starts to force things a little bit. And for Havertz, I mean, I was hoping he would be one of those players that would make strides over the course of this session. It, of course, it did not happen. Flick's reliance on Emery Chan. I think Chan had a great season with, with Borussia Dortmund, but clearly I, I don't think he's at the level he needs to be. And I know everyone was really, really excited about Malik Tiao, but I mean, he followed up a good performance with a, a below average performance at best average. Like I'm not going to trash the kid. He's he, he probably shouldn't be coming out and having consecutive great showings for the German national team at his age and with his lack of experience. But you know, I'm I'm I just want to see something. I want something positive to talk about. Do you know how much it sucks? to watch a terrible game like that and then have to come on and talk about it. I mean, I could sit here and rant and drop 20 F-bombs like I really want to, but what's that going to accomplish? What am I going to accomplish with that? Nothing. So I'm going to try and sit here and I'm going to talk about these grander scale things and the reasons why things are so bad. Is Flick 
the problem? No. Is he part of the problem? Yes. And if you want me to, to, to really point my finger, and I had a little bit of an argument with I Need No Name and Siler when we were uh, talking in the chat, this roster, this group of players, they are a massive problem. And it's not just about talent. Where is the fight? Where is the intensity and the energy? It's not there. I don't know if a, if a coach can impact that as much as it, ha- as it has to be internally driven and coming out of those players. And right now it's not. Sure, we all love the shots of Kimmich yelling on the sideline, but didn't do much when he got into the game. Where was that intensity when it, on the pitch? Where was the energy? It wasn't there. The Colombians sure had it. They couldn't wait to talk junk and yell at people, and look like they were having a blast. But meanwhile, Germany just looked like they were going through the motions. Extremely disappointing. I thought the roster, this group of players, had an awful showing over the course of these three games. And I think Flick is going to have to really examine some things. For those people that were writing off Thomas Muller, you you tell me that Thomas Muller is not a top 11 player and shouldn't be starting on this German team. I mean, I think a lot of people assumed – Jamal Musial was going to take that step, that big step up and be the next 10 for Germany. He's not ready yet. Great talent, can produce phenomenally. Something is off in his game. And I was hoping that last goal he scored for Bayern Munich would instantly turn him around. It has not. He still is scuffling. Florian Wirtz has not looked like the same explosive player that he did before his knee injury. He probably needs more time. I just don't know that Germany has it. How can you concoct something that works from this group of players that has looked so hapless over the past year? It's unfortunate. It's terrible. I feel bad for all of those fans that had to drag themselves out to watch any of these games. Listen, I love to go to a game. I love to watch it live. It is dreadfully painful when you're watching a poor product. And that's what Germany is right now. They're a subpar poor product. And I would like it to be different. I would like Flick to have all the answers. He doesn't have any at this point. I would like the roster to, at a bare minimum, at least show some fight, some effort. They showed nothing. They barely shrug their shoulders anymore when things go wrong. There's a a cultural problem with those players. There's a lot going on. Flick needs to settle on his core group, and he needs to huddle them up, get everybody aligned, get everyone whipped into shape mentally, and then make a run at this thing. He's got a year to do it. Who knows if he'll actually even get that time because he could be one of the first people out the door soon enough. This is not good. It's terrible. And that's about all I got on it. I want to hear what you guys have to say more than anything. I could talk for three more hours about everything that was messed up about this game, everything that was terrible about this break. But what's the point? I want to hear from you. So if you get, if you're listening to this, drop me some comments, hit me up on social media. I'm more than happy to respond to anybody. Tell me I'm an idiot. Some of you already do that. I don't mind it really. Uh, But I do want to hear your thoughts because if you're invested into this German national team, like I am, and I know a lot of you are, you want to know why things are so bad and you all have opinions on it. So hit me up, drop them in the comments and that'll do it for this version of the post game show. I'm a little bit irate. And I I know many of you are too. So you can get me at the Barrel Blog on Twitter. Get our site at Bavarian FB Works on Twitter. You can get our Tweetmeister, Tom Adams, at TommyAdams71. You can get I Need No Name at BFWINNN. 
hit our site up, BavarianFootballWorks.com, for all of the game coverage, all of the Bayern Munich coverage you could ever want. We have everything going on there. And most importantly, get your voice out. Let us know how you feel because, quite frankly, I think we're all a little pissed off. Have a couple of beers on me. We'll see you next time.